0: Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. This is episode number 506 for Wednesday, the 31st of May, 2017. Nice to see you. And tonight, we're going to be continuing our series, two-part series, mind you, on encrypting an external device for our backups, for whatever we want, but it keeps our files private and unaccessible to other people. But tonight, we're going to learn how to make it so that on our computer, our trusted computer, We don't have to enter that password every time. We just plug it in and it works just like normal. So stick around. We're going to learn all about how that works. Sasha Dermatis, what do you got for us tonight?
1: Well, here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. A newfound exploit in Windows NTFS implementation will crash the machine by simply including a short string within an image tag on a website. A French school is using facial recognition to find out when students aren't paying attention. A newfound malware on Android devices could be on your phone. And Intel has already surpassed AMD's Threadripper. Stick around, the full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV.
2: Our live recordings are trusted only to solid state drives by Kingston Technology. Revive your computer with improved performance and reliability over traditional hard drives with Kingston SSDs.
0: Category 5 TV streams live with Telestream Wirecast and Nimble Streamer. Tune in live every week on Roku, Kodi, and other HLS video players. For local showtimes, visit category5.tv.
1: Category 5.TV t- is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.TV slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Cat5.TV slash IAIB.
0: Welcome to the show. I'm Robbie Ferguson. Nice to have you here. We've got Sasha Dermatis over here. Hello. Jeff Weston. Hi. And directing tonight, you can't see him, but he's there, Henry Bailey Brown.
1: Hi, Henry. Here
0: in spirit. Hi guys. Yell loudly.
1: Hi, guys. I there love he is. you.
0: <laughs> hey, we've got a fun show planned for you tonight. First of all, let's get into it. Finally made the step. What? 100% Linux at work. <gasps> really? Oh, I no know, really. right? That is awesome. How there can you go. I know. Uh, so what was holding me back? You know what? Photoshop. Right. Yes. Be Photoshop. That was the one thing that I needed a Windows virtual machine for, and so I'd boot it up and I would do my Photoshop and stuff. And the reason for that, as you remember, if you watched the show a couple weeks back, do a little quick search there, um, is Photoshop has really good scaling. Right. Mm-hmm. GIMP traditionally has had very lossy scaling, so when you resize images, they get very blurry. Now with GIMP 2.9.5, they got it right. Really? It looks fantastic. Good. It works great. I love it. And I uninstalled Adobe Photoshop.
1: Oh. And what? you feel free. Oh,
0: yeah. But more is just a like it was like a statement to press that uninstall button. Yeah. And it's like are you sure? Because then you won't be able to use Photoshop. Like, Heck yes. yeah, I'm sure. That is, that
2: is fully my intent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is what I am here for. So do you friend. still
2: have your Windows VM or is that gone too?
0: No, I still have the Windows VM, but I don't need it for, for work stuff now. Oh, I mean, we still use it for various things. So, don't Cut get me that wrong. cord, man. Yeah, no, you, still, you well. still have it. But I don't, I don't need it in my day-to-day, this is what I do kind of life. Okay. So I'm strictly just booting up into Linux. Sounds to me like you're holding on to the past. No, come on now. Yeah, (laughs) dual booting. I'm dual booting still. (laughs) No, I'm not. No, I'm totally not. So that was a good feeling. That
1: is a huge big deal.
0: This week we also made a big change to our Patreon page. Right. I don't know if you saw this or not, but if you're a patron, maybe you did. Uh, We've made some tweaks there. Now, I've had this idea kind of cultivating uh, in the back of my mind where I want to do more than just Category 5 technology TV on Patreon. But I realize most of our patronage probably comes from patrons, uh, from Category 5 viewers. Yes. So, from patrons, yes. 100% of our patronage on
1: Patreon comes from
0: patrons. 100%. It's true, and so that's why I did the poll a little while ago saying, you know, why are you here? And I think almost everyone said Category 5 Technology TV. Right. Right. There are a couple that are are there for New Every Day and a couple other shows that we produce here at Category 5. So I was trying to figure out, okay, well, I can't, I can't post new every day and have the patrons build for it and then post Category 5 Technology TV and have them build for it and then post uh, the Pixel Shadow and have them build for it because then all of a sudden you've got this big bill on the weeks where we produce a lot of video. So how do I get our other content onto our Patreon page? Right. So, starting uh, last week, I guess, uh, with our our most current show, um, now, once a week... Um, once everything has aired, our patron our Patreon page will be updated with uh, uh, all of the shows on one post. So it's still oh, okay. just it's still just one billable post per week, right. and that is going to it's going to mainly feature Category Five Technology TV because that's our big show, our flagship, and then it's got the, new the Category5.TV newsroom.
1: Nice. It okay. does have
0: new every day. It's got the pixel shadow when we produce yeah. that. Uh, and it also has individual clips from Category5 Tech TV. So, for example, when we do an interview, if you want to share just that interview, you can just grab that one clip. You don't have to share the entire video of the one-hour episode. So I think that should help All out right. a lot. I do welcome your feedback. I'd love to hear from you what you think about the new format. It's just, you know, it's going to evolve over time. And it's something that I'm, I'm really working on to try to bring right. you more content. If, you, our, if patron, you don't know what the uh, new patrons.
1: format is, you become a patron. A Patreon, patron. Yes. On Patreon. Patron.
2: I
0: know, it's so confusing.
1: <laughs> you do that and then you will know what we're talking about. <laughs> well,
2: for what it's worth, I noticed the change and I yep. was like, oh, it normally doesn't come in like this. Right. It's I It's just it. the one episode. Yeah, I liked it. I, it was nice to see more stuff. No, and I realize I'm Biased, but
0: still—that's me and all those clips. Well, had nothing to do (laughs) with me. Do every day, whatever. I wasn't on that.
2: (laughs) But no, I did enjoy. It was nice to see. I was like, oh, look at that. There's a new format. So yeah,
1: yeah, cool, very cool.
0: Good way to get more of our content out there for you. Absolutely. And thank you to everyone who has been supporting us. It's the last day of the month. If you want to throw a little extra in the tip jar to help us with rent tomorrow, please do. Uh, You can go to donate.category5.tv We've had some additional expenses this week and uh, this month in particular and uh, some unexpected uh, expenses as you know and we are uh, donation supported. Um, The advertising that we have here does uh, support us in in some ways Um, and shopping through our partners is a great way to support us as well. You can go to category5.tv, click can support us, and you'll see all the different ways that we have there uh, in order to pitch in.
1: I'm going to do that. I'm going to buy an electric toothbrush. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah, and then I will bring it in and show everyone. You probably don't want to see an unboxing of my cool toothbrush. <laughs>
0: well, it's electric. <laughs> so, what's special about this toothbrush that you're going to order it online?
1: Well, it's it's Bluetooth compatible. So uh, you,
0: your toothbrush. Yes. So, what?
1: so you download an app, and then. Your toothbrush gives you feedback on how well you're doing with your oral hygiene. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Come on. No, I'm not kidding you. And it's really expensive, so I couldn't do it just as a regular purchase. So it's a a reward purchase. So I sold my car, and now I've reverted to just biking. Nice. So congrats. I'm not selling my car for toothbrush. (laughs) That sounds weird.
0: (laughs) My teeth are starting to (laughs) decay. I got to do something about this. (laughs) Sell my car.
1: (laughs) So it's my congratulations. So you'll see that pop up. So this is like
0: this is Sasha's robotic toothbrush. So do you even have to get out of bed, or does that do everything it just, for you. It just
1: <laughs> jumps on in and brushes my teeth. Is this an
0: effort for you to
2: like send a report to your dentist and say, no, I'm good. I don't need to come see you.
1: <laughs> my dentist actually suggested and does not get any money for the, the recommendation that I get we one. do? You do, yes. Um, because I brush too aggressively.
0: So this toothbrush will tell you, hey, this slow toothbrush it down, will Sasha. Ter-
1: If I, I set the sensitivity, and if I brush too hard, it shuts it down, and then it gives me like a bad reading it like on, the <laughs> on the
0: thing. Ah, like zaps her. Bad You're feedback. are brushing too hard.
1: I'm easily shamed, so I don't want bad feedback for my so, toothbrush. Now, do
0: you brush with your Fitbit hand? Yes. Does that give you steps?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, when you said it was Bluetooth, I was thinking it syncs up for... Music, so as you're brushing your teeth, <laughs> you've got, beat. like, music, uh, and the, uh, the faster uh, you uh, brush, uh, the Day more, you know, <laughs> impactful the song is. You know, so slow brushing, you've got the classical <laughs> It'll be like, yeah,
1: it'll, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just wait, my teeth are going to be so white and pearly and shiny and clean. All right,
0: we'll see, we'll see. Kay. Very good. Back to the show. <laughs> All right, tonight we are looking oh. back at our secure backup drive. Now, I want to reiterate we use this uh, Kingston Data Traveler USB drive just for the sake of the demonstration. My actual reason for choosing this is because it's only 16 gigs. I'm stuffy, so it's hard to say 16 gigs.
2: <laughs> Allergy season.
0: It's only 16 gigs, so it was really, really quick to pull together a, a presentation. We didn't have to wait to format uh, a, a terabyte drive kind of thing. So that's my, my reason for choosing it. Um, but you may be using an external hard drive. You may be using something over ESATA. It could even be an internal hard drive that you're, uh, that you're doing this with. It doesn't really matter, but for our demonstration, we're using this USB drive. I just want to be clear that it can be anything, as long as it's a partition in your Linux system. So, tonight, what we're going to learn, as I promised last week, is how can we now set this up so that it is accessible on our system without having to constantly enter the password? So, what it boils down to is, hey, we want to back up our server, for example. Good example from this perspective. We want to have a drive that we can back up all of our server files to and then unmount it, take it somewhere, put it in a safety deposit box. So... If it gets stolen what do you along store right. on your
2: data sticks?
0: Me? A lot of video because of Category 5, Safety right? deposit box? Well, it's just an example. <laughs> Let me do the example thing here, Jeff. So I'm, I put these out and someone's going to go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> because, you know, here's why. Uh, you've got all your family photos on this. You've got them on your computer and you feel confident that, hey, I've got two copies. And now if my computer fries, I'm safe. Right. And then the house burns right. down. And you don't ever want that to happen, obviously, but (coughs) having this somewhere else is a really good plan. Right. right? If it's well away from everything else. So now, so looking at the server uh, idea... If I have a server set up that I want to back this up on my Linux server, that's my backup, and it copies all the files over, and then I can take it, and it's encrypted, so if someone steals it or it gets lost, they can't open the file, so it's still, pers- it's still private. Um, but the thing is, is if I plug that back into the server, maybe it doesn't have a monitor. Right. And I can't type the password or I can't do those kinds of things. I want it to automatically mount to that system or at least be able just to go sudo mount dash A and it will mount it. And I don't have to manually enter the password every time when connected to that server. But then still have it so that if I eject it from that, take it home, plug it into my home computer, I have to enter the password there. Right. For safety reasons, right? Yep. So tonight we're going to learn how to take this and make it so that we do not have to enter the password on our system that could be the server that could be our actual notebook or whatever it is jeff i'm sorry we are going to have to look at some Luke's dumps tonight. Uh,
2: you know what? I, I think I got it out of my system last week. You time. got yeah. it? Okay.
0: Yep. You watched back and you laughed hysterically a couple times. Did you show the kids? I showed the kids. Yeah. I showed
2: my wife. I spent time just having giggles to myself. <laughs> I, I watched it like four or five times. I we all did. I sh-
1: yeah, I showed. To get D- it
2: out of my system because I knew we were going We were going to be talking
1: tonight. about yeah. You have to like desensitize yourself. I showed Dave <laughs> and he's like, I need to spend more time on the show like he wants to come watch live now and every time he comes i'm so nervous i never say anything like <laughs> but yeah well, yeah it true, was eh? so much fun yeah okay yeah.
0: but it's out of my system we're all good so that said, if you haven't seen it yet, this is part two, and it is very much part two. If you have not seen part one yet, please go back. Um, I've got the, uh, the link up there if you're watching on YouTube, or of course, you can go to our website, category5.tv, and you can uh, watch episode number 505. Make sure you do that first, okay? Otherwise, none of this is going to work. None of it's going to make sense. So okay. what you're saying is this
2: is the episode that's
0: the up two up 2.0. Number two. Luke's yes. up.
1: Well, number two.
0: Took me a sec. Okay, here we are on my computer. I'm going to plug in the uh, USB flash drive here. And it should ask me for the password. Great, right? I'm going to say forget password immediately because we don't want to have to log out every time here on the air. So I'm going to enter my password. And if it all went well, there we go. No typos tonight, my friends. Okay, so what I want to do is make it so that I no longer have to do that. I don't want to have to enter a password every time I plug it into this computer, so let's see what we can do here. So, bring up our terminal, we're doing everything to do with this particular tutorial in our Linux terminal. Cool? So, I'm going to create a uh, super user login by typing sudo su on my, Debian, or on my Ubuntu system. On Debian it would just be su as we learned last week. So first of all, if you go into slash root, you see there's nothing in that folder. There might be. I don't care, but I just wanted to show you that there is currently on my system nothing there. I'm going to create something, though. I'm going to actually create a random uh, key file. So it's a, a big, long, crazy binary string that's going to be used as a key, literally, like an actual key to unlock this drive. And we're going to add that to our key slot. put that on the screen? No, I hope so. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. It depends on your GUI, but we're doing this in the terminal, Jeff. All right. Yeah. All right. So we're going to create that file. So we're going to go dd. That's like disk destroyer, <laughs> disk duplicator, whatever you're doing with it. It can do both. Uh, in file equals slash dev slash random. Uh, pardon me, dev slash u random because we want it to be ultra random. Actually, does not mean that. It just is a good way to do it. But a good way to remember, right? Ultra random. It's the better randomness. OK, so out file. Oh, pardon me. OF equals. And we're going to go, now I'm in the root folder, but just for the sake of being accurate, slash root slash. And we're going to call this my USB dot key. Let's just do that. Now we're going to say BS. How much BS do we want this file to have? A whole lot of BS. Yeah, we're going to give it a whole lot of BS. That's 1024 is what we're going to do. And then uh, the next count equals four, and then hit enter. And what that's going to do is it's actually going to generate 1024 bits of data within this file. Check it out. I'm going to cat it usb.key it's already created it was instant so you see how much gibberish that is that's actually our key so good luck remembering it uh good luck typing that in if you're trying to hack into my flash drive i don't even know how to pronounce those boxes yeah you know uh, so that looks
1: like something that you would actually put on the news desk that's on what, the teleprompter yeah for you. You, you do have, that she you, has to pronounce yeah. that tonight mm. folks <laughs> He does things like this. Like, I hope you can get that name. Yeah,
0: that's the name of the, the guy who invented it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with that key, now we're going... We learned last week at the end of the uh, of the show that uh, we have... Uh, when we create a Luke's dump, right? Crypt, setup, Luke's dump, slash dev, slash SD. I'm assuming this is still SDB. Oh, I may have to... I, I unmounted it, so it may be... I may have to unplug it and plug it back in again because the dev is actually gone. LS dev slash SD star. Now SDB1 is there. So, okay. So if I do a Luke's dump. Sorry, Jeff. It's all, like I said, set up. It's out of my system. Is it? It's all okay, good. Good, good. He's not snickering. But nope. you're holding something in your hand and you're squishing it.
2: No, no, it's. I, I have to fidget. I'm a fidgeter, so All it's right. my USB. I'm that's, your,
0: that's your fidget spinner. That's it's, your fidget spinner. Yeah, it's know. my... It's, yeah. <laughs> Script Sorry. setup, Luke's dump. Remember that from last week? I do remember that. <laughs> do you? Capital D. And slash dev slash sdb1. Enter. Okay, so what we learned at the end of this uh, segment last week is that we've got key slot 0. That is the actual password for our device. That's when I plugged it in. It asked me for a password. That's key slot 0. Key slot 1 is currently disabled. So what I want to do is I want to actually um, add my key file, which I've just created, USB.key, to key slot 1. The way I'm going to do that is crypt setup. Remember, I am super user right now. Luke's add key dev slash sdb1. In my case, it may be different for you. Don't forget that, okay? And then the key file is root slash usb dot key. Enter. This is asking me for my existing password now because guess what? Encryption's not going to let me add a key file that allows me to decrypt the drive if I don't already know the key.
2: Right. right. Otherwise,
0: where's the security? Someone said um, in uh, on some forums, he said, uh, i lost my password. Can I add a key file so that I can open the drive? Well, you lost your password. So how, how secure would it be if that was allowed? Right. right. Because then there's no security at all. Anyone could just add a key file, and boom, they open your drive huh. with just a little bit of know-how. So this is a lot more secure than that. Enter your existing password. I only have the one, so that's why any existing password is the password. Right. So now it's actually uploading into the headers of that partition that key file. So now if I do a Luke's dump, you see key slot one is now enabled. So I can now open that drive, decrypt it, using either of those two key slots. My password is key slot zero, and my key file is key slot one. So those are both now attributed to that drive. I can open it with either or, okay? So now what I need to do is I need to... You've heard of a UUID, a unique identifier for a drive, a partition. Uh, We need to know the unique identifier for our Luke's partition, our encrypted partition. So the command is a little bit different. It's not blkid. Instead, what we're going to do is crypt setup luke's uuid slash dev slash sdb1. And that gives me the uh, u- unique identifier for this particular drive. So I need to grab that. I'm lucky because I'm, I'm actually in a su- sort of a, a pseudo um, terminal window here. So I can actually copy and paste and grab things into my clipboard, because I'm going to need that. There are other ways around that if you don't have a clipboard. I'm sure you can figure it out. You can write it down as long as you're very good at typing, because uh, <laughs> you're going to need to put it in verbatim. Okay, so now we need to edit our crypt tab. Notice it's a crypt tab, not a fs tab. So we need to first set up that the cryptography decrypts this drive so that fs tab, our file system table, is able to mount it automatically. Okay, so slash /etc/crypt. Slash tab, it already exists, so I can just hit tab to to enter it, but there's nothing in that file, so I need to type USB, in my case, I'm going to call this what I'm actually doing there is I'm assigning it the name USB, so that's what this is going to be referred to from now on, Uh, and then the device UUID, so slash dev slash disk slash by dash UUID just like you'd see in an FS tab, and then I'm going to paste in the uuid that i copied from earlier and then the location of the key file so slash root slash usb dot key now notice it's called usb and my device is also called usb that could be anything i want it to be called uh it's not related at all okay and then at the end of the line Luke's, and that's uh that's all we need. Write it out, control O, and then control X to exit. I could reboot my computer now if I want those changes to take effect to my Crypt tab, uh, but I can also just start um, the, uh, the drives as well, and that's going to, make it, uh, it's going to make it happen without having to reboot. So Crypt Setup. Uh, no, it's not Crypt Setup actually this time. It's Crypt Discs Start uh, USB is what I call this one. Crypt Discs Underscore Start. There we go. Crypt disks underscore start USB. So now USB is in fact started. So if I go, uh, let's just go into uh, cd slash home slash Robbie. That's my home folder. I'm going to make a folder, make dir, and I'm going to call this one uh, USB decrypted just so that you know what it, what it is. You can call that whatever you want it to be. You might call it backup, for example. So now I'm going to go into that folder. We've learned this command before, but watch what happens. This is a folder on my, drive, on my computer, and it doesn't currently have anything mounted. So if I touch something, now that file exists. So I don't want that to be the case, because if I accidentally write something to that folder while the drive is unplugged and unmounted, it's going to then make it so that it can no longer necessarily access the mount point or I'm going to get confused thinking that it's mounted and it's not because there looks like there's files. Mm -hmm. So instead I'm just going to make it so that um, I remove that test file that I created so the folder is empty and I'm going to go C-H-A-T-T-R plus I dot and the dot represents current folder because that's the folder that I'm in. So it did nothing to the folder but watch what happens if I touch test again. Setting times of test, no such file or directory, L-S, there's no file. It made it so that I cannot Create files in this folder. Now, once I mount the drive on it, now I'm going to be able to uh, place files on the drive because it's not going to have that chatter. Okay, so let's open our FS tab. This is where things get fun, folks. FS tab, here we go. So now we're going to be using our, our mapper. That is called USB. So we don't need to know the uh, the UUID anymore. That's all done through Crypt tab. Um, now what we're going to uh, use is the mapper slash USB. So it's going to be a little bit different here. So we're gonna in our line here. Sla- um, you can comment if you want, uh, but I'm just going to go slash dev slash mapper slash uh, USB. I keep wanting to type backup because that's usually what I call it. Um, and then where I want to mount it so we're going to go slash home slash Robbie and this is going to be different for you USB decrypted I believe I called it and then space ext3 is uh, I believe what we formatted it last week Uh, ext3 and ext4 are interchangeable so it's not going to hurt anything if I uh, got it wrong between the two that's okay and then here's where things get a little bit complex folks Defaults. All right, that seems pretty generic. No fail. That one's important to me. The reason is if this drive is not presently mounted to my system and I reboot that system, if I don't have no fail in the mounting line on the FS tab, it's going to keep trying to mount that drive and it's going to hang up the system, and it won't be able to boot, it may time out after 1,000 minutes or something, but uh, you don't want to have that happen. So no yeah. fail says, you know what? If, it, if it's not connecting, just move along, folks. Move along. And then, so that's a good thing to include on the line. Uh, then, uh, comma, RW, because we want it to be readable and writable, comma, user, comma, x-systemd, dot device dash timeout equals five. Do you notice that? That works alongside of the no fail, as I was explaining. And this says, hey, if it does not connect within five seconds, move on. Thank you very much. And we do not want to scan it, so we're just going to put zero space zero. Okay, hit uh, Control-O to write that out. And then hit Control-X. And then type mount dash A, keeping in mind that, again, I'm still super user, so I can just press con- uh, mount dash A. I don't need to use sudo. And I'm going to hit enter. This is the moment of truth, folks. Are you ready for it? We need some yes. hunting music here. Here we go. <laughs> did nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, it did something because there was no error. Okay. Right. I was joking. That was a, that was a joke. LS. <laughs> ah, it's nothing. That, thank you. Ah, I'll be here all night. Ah. Touch. Test. No such file or directory. Okay, so it's not mounted. A- mount. Let's see what's happening. Dev slash mapper slash USB mounted as EXT3 on Robbie USB decrypted. That looks right. U mount USB decrypted. Let's look at the permissions here. Root root okay mount dash a nothing changed. there we go. I re see what happened there. notice now there's a lost and found so now if I go into it, touch test, now it works, and I 'll show you why that was. I was in the folder when I typed the mount dash a command so it's, it's like when something is locked and it can't do anything with it because it's currently in use. So right. I, I, for the sake of the demonstration, I was in the folder. You won't be when you reboot your system. So that's why it didn't work there. So by going up one folder, doing the mount dash A again, now it worked. So did you notice a couple things here? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiz my, my hosts here. What was different about this time when I mounted it versus the first time tonight? Did you catch it? No. When I plugged in the USB drive the first time, what happened?
1: It asked for a password?
0: Asked for a password. When I typed mount-a, what happened? There was no password. No password requirement, go. my friends.
2: Yes to the cheat sheet! Yeah!
0: You have a <laughs> cheat sheet? Oh, nice. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there you have it, folks. So that drive is now all set. So now cd dot dot, umount USB decrypted. Now, if I look in there, there's not going to be any test file. Okay, so now I'm going to physically remove the drive. Okay, And we're going to plug it back in to my computer. Error unlocking. That's interesting. I'm, I wasn't sure what was going to happen um, from the GUI perspective. Interesting. So I think the GUI in this particular case... Kind of messes with the drive. Let's take a look here. Wrong fs type. What did we format it last week? Ext4 maybe. Uh,
2: I'm actually, looking, I'm yeah. looking back. I think it was e- no, it was Ext3. Was it three?
0: Yeah. So let's just see here. So it doesn't want to mount it in the GUI. Oh, you know what I did? You didn't take a look, Stump. I didn't need to, but what I didn't do is you I sh- didn't stop the cryptography on the drive, uh. and I unplugged it. We got to uh. think. We got to think in terms of now. There's two parts to this. We've got cryptography, and we've got um, mounting, like right. as a drive. Right. So what I need to do is. Crypt disks underscore stop USB. U-mount. Okay, so now, uh, now that that's done, I, I'm going to just U-mount just in case. I don't think it's mounted. Not mounted. Unplug. I've got it unplugged. I do. Plug it back in. Now. Crypt disks. St- oh. 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 Oh! I didn't even have to start it. No, it just popped right up. OK. Let's try that again, folks. Eject. I'm just going to eject that. I'm just going to unmount it, just like a normal USB drive. See, and this is what's fun about a Mac <laughs> show. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> There's a password required in order to unmount it. Oh, because it's root, obviously. There we go. OK. Can I? OK. Canceled, canceled, canceled. All right. Let's close everything. There we go. We're back at square. Whoa. (laughs) It's always fun having a camera guy. Um, There's there's the flash drive. Okay. We're going to take this now after our two-part demonstration, and I'm going to plug this in to the computer in three, two, one. It's in. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There you go. There's my test file. Did not ask for a password. And we're good to go. So now this drive, anything that I put on this drive, now it didn't ask me for a password on my computer. But it's gonna ask if you plug it into your laptop, Sasha, it's gonna ask you for the password. You're right. not to be able to open it.
1: Very cool.
0: There you have it, folks. That's uh, awesome. Hope you enjoyed this uh, this two part series. Um, this is a great way to protect your data. I always fear, you know, if you're doing backups, if you're keeping private stuff. And it doesn't have to be private like you think about private and it's you know, private, secret. secret stuff. Well, no, I, Hello, don't, I don't want camera. someone getting their hands on a drive that's full of my family photos. It's kind of creepy, yeah. right? Like, it's, it's not that there's anything there. It's that it's kind of creepy. Well,
1: plus, I, I mean, them. you don't want anybody to be just picking up a drive and checking to see what's on it. So you might as well, yeah. you know. And,
0: and this way, I don't have to really worry about Mm-mm. what's on it. Like, it may yeah. have a spreadsheet with some of my passwords in it. It may have a spreadsheet that has some accounting data or something like that. And I just, I feel a lot safer now that my drive is fully encrypted. So it works on my USB flash drive. Perfect. It works on uh, your external USB drive. It works on your internal hard drives. It works on your eSATA uh, removable drive that you're hot swapping. It works on anything that you're going to be storing your data on, on Linux. So check it out. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Thanks for tuning in tonight. This, uh, our website is Category5.tv. Sasha, can we head over to the newsroom we and find out what you've got for us tonight? We certainly
1: can. Absolutely. All right. Here are the stories we're covering this week in the Category5.tv newsroom. A newfound exploit in Windows NTFS implementation will crash the machines by simply including a short string within an image on a website. A French school is using facial recognition to find out whether students to find out when students aren't paying attention. A new found malware on Android devices could be on your phone and Intel has already surpassed AMD's Threadripper. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere.
0: Jeff Weston. Yaman, yeah, you're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? You're a terrible actor. What? That's where acting comes into play. Oh! I didn't know we were acting! You're supposed to act! Okay, fair enough. Right. Yeah, I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? You need hosting. One of the things about a hosting account is you don't want to have limitations put on your website. It's true. How much hard drive space do you have? How many email accounts? How many domains can point to it? Well, we've got an amazing deal for you. For a very limited time, cat5.tv slash dreamhost for just $5 and a bit of change per month. You are going to get unlimited website hosting, unlimited email accounts on that hosting uh, service. You are also going to receive a free domain name. Ooh. So your own .com. Nice. To put that amazing website that you've been working on it's on true. there. If you run, if you want to build a WordPress site, fine. Sign up. Cat5.tv slash DreamHost. Just don't put Panama Papers on it. Just don't do it. But hey, uh, it's a great deal, folks. Best deal you're going to find. $5 and change per month, go to cap 5tv slash dreamhost.
1: I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories for the week of May 31st, 2017. It's been a bad month for Windows 7 users. The widespread WannaCry ransomware hit a ton of Windows 7 machines, and now a new bug has been discovered that will slow down and crash Windows 7 and Windows 8. The bug allows a malicious website to try and load an image file with the $MFT name in the directory path. Windows uses $MFT for special metadata files that are used by NTFS file system, and Windows 7 and Windows 8 fail to handle this directory name correctly. The bug has been tested on a Windows 7 PC with the default Internet Explorer browser. Using the file name C colon slash dollar sign MFT slash 123 in a website image, the test caused the machine to slow down to the point where you have to reboot in order to get it working again. Some machines may even blue screen eventually as the file system locks to that file and all other apps are unable to access files. The strange bug doesn't affect Windows 10 users and. It's similar to an old problem in Windows 95 and Windows 98, where references to C colon slash con slash con would crash a machine. The NTFS bug appears to have been discovered early last week and has been reported to Microsoft. It's not clear when Microsoft will deliver a fix for the problem, but it affects Windows Vista, which is unsupported, Windows 7 and Windows 8 machines. Wow. That's...
0: Do we want to, like, see how easy it is for someone to compromise this? In, like, two seconds flat, I'll just show you what we're talking about here. So I'm going to go to our website, category5.tv, all right? So on our website, you see, let's say, our logo up at the top here, right? So if I inspect that, you can see that that is image class default logo and then there's this file https colon cdn dot com slash image slash v7 blah 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 that's our actual logo so what they're saying is is by simply replacing that string that is our logo url with this simple c colon slash dollar sign mft slash whatever it will actually bring this system to a halt unbelievable that it's just being discovered now yeah mm-hmm. but then again who would Think to do that, who would think to do it, but now that it 's known and not patched
1: right and I mean, it knows do it just to see
0: anyone can put that onto a website it 's just an image tag, so right. Sasha was asking, okay, well, do I need to click on it? do I need to do anything yeah. in order to have that exploit happen? Remember that question? yeah, and no the answer is no it 's just like when you go to our website there 's our logo, it shows up you didn 't have to click on it to have it all of a sudden load on the screen now.
2: I guess the initial question that most people would think of is, why would you make your
0: website something that crashes people's computers? Because you're malicious? Right. Specifically, because you're malicious, why do websites distribute malware?
2: Well, exactly. But what I'm wondering is, could somebody theoretically take this and say, you know what, I'm going to put this code in my image so that nobody can steal my image, and if they do it crashes their site. No, it's site. not
0: it's not an it's not part of the image. Mm-hmm. It's in the image tag that tells it where the location of the image file is.
2: I get that, but you couldn't throw that like cuz I know a lot of times you get websites will link to other images. Could you put that in there? You no, cuz then I guess it'd crash from your site
0: too. No, he, oh yeah, you, it would crash your site. You could yeah. someone could hide it through javascript. Right. Someone could make it so that a legitimate image becomes this string if the user right has a certain criteria. They could have it detect if the user is using Windows 7 and they are located in Barrie, Ontario, through geolocation, change the logo to this string, and therefore crash their computer. Right. So they could do that, yeah, Hmm. through JavaScript. That would be easy enough. Wild. Hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: It is crazy. Do
0: you have better news for us?
1: I do. Well, it depends on if you're a student. (laughs) A business school in Paris will soon begin using artificial intelligence and facial analysis to determine whether students are paying attention in class. The software, called Nestor, will be used in two online classes at the ESG business school beginning in September. LCA Learning, the company that created Nestor, presented the technology at an event at the United Nations in New York two weeks ago. The idea, according to LCA founder Marcel Saucet is to use the data that Nestor collects to improve the performance of both students and professors. This, the software uses the students' webcams to analyze eye movements and facial expressions and determine whether students are paying attention to a video lecture. It then formulates quizzes based on the content covered during moments of inattentiveness. Professors would also be able to identify moments when students' attention waned, which could help to improve their teaching.
0: Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was wondering it's... where this was going, and I was thinking, you know, what's to stop them from having it running in the background and just be watching a YouTube video? Right. But then, uh, and what is still to stop them, because they may be attentive to that, but because it quizzes them. Right. Something you said there is interesting, though. it. It quizzes them on the questions that were covered during the moments of unattentiveness. Yes. So very smart.
1: Super sneaky.
0: So if the system, the AI, thinks, oh, they're not paying attention right now generates a list of questions how smart them.
1: how smart is the ai if you get those dollar store glasses that look like those really big open eyes could you just nap with your
0: considering you can like break into two-factor authentication with a picture right
1: yeah you know, i guess right? so yeah wow that, I mean, that guy's well, really eyes, attentive it's
0: watching your eyes so you've got a but people would learn it's like the lie detector test and people who have been trained to overcome it
1: mm-hmm. you
0: couldn't you just like learn to be like right just thinking about stuff and just it's like what you're doing right now. But the, the <laughs> first question that comes
2: to my head is Are these tests gradable? And if so, does that then in turn create a legal liability where somebody.
0: I don't even know if that's the intention, though, Jeff.
2: No, maybe not. But like, imagine rolling this out
0: at, say, a law school. Sure. And right. they go, So. Right, right, right. But this, we're going to test, test you on this stuff. The test is and then not. You fail. It's not an examination. No. It is, Did, did this lesson sink in right like if i could go back over tonight's episode and quiz you on the things that you you know w- went like this while it was happening or the kids ran into the room and distracted you and then i quizzed you on that it would be a oh i need to learn that because i it it calls you on it but does it factor in things like
2: 90 percent of what you hear doesn't be, get retained i'm sure right. it would, yeah
1: yeah because I just I am okay with this in the classroom. I would be really That's upset it. if they brought this into the workplace or into my home yeah. life.
2: Well, exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Husbands everywhere are going.
0: Yes, dear. Oh, crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Don't bring it into the house, folks. Don't bring it in. A really
2: interesting idea,
0: though. I think as an educational tool.
2: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. If it's, yes. If it's full purely stop. for the purposes <laughs> yes. of improving lesson plans or making things more dynamic, I could see that. But sure. To, but does it factor in or? Like, if a, somebody's know, burying yeah. their head... I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm a
0: questions guy.
2: I, I like to question... You, you need to ask these everything. questions. I, I, I think back
0: to an episode that we did a couple weeks ago where we looked at the sessions of our web viewer, viewers. Right. The users were on our website, and we actually watched it like a video. And so by doing that, it gave us an opportunity to see, oh, that could be improved on our website. So could we then look back at our, our show if this was in the educational programming that was being and you could watched
1: see.
0: and see, Oh, you well, know, Henry's, how? Henry's fidgeting right now. So, you know, this is oh, whatever I'm, I'm saying is how, really,
1: how heartbreaking would that be? Actually, like in, yeah, in, that, when you think about it, well, if you're the teacher say we could see it yeah. and you're like, Oh, every time I talk, they look away.
0: <laughs> every time I say something, they take a drink.
1: <laughs> and, you <laughs> know, you become the drinking game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. A new malware called Judy is now infecting millions of Android smartphones globally, close on the heels of the WannaCry holding PCs at ransom. According to Security Solutions firm Checkpoint, the malware, Judy, uses infected devices to generate large amounts of fraudulent clicks on advertisements generating revenues for the perpetrators behind it. The total spread of the malware campaign on Google Play, Google's official app store, may have reached between 8.5 and 36.5 million users, Checkpoint said in its blog. The auto-clicking adware, Judy, was found on 41 apps developed by a Korean company. However, it wasn't clear which countries have been impacted by the Judy malware. Some of of the apps that were infected, we discovered, resided on Google Play for several years, but all were recently updated. It's unclear how long the malicious code existed inside the apps, hence the actual spread of the malware remains unknown, it added. After Checkpoint notified Google about this threat, the apps were swiftly removed from the Play Store, said the blog. Well, that's good. (laughs) Intel has unveiled a new X series platform, up to 18 cores and 36 threads. AMD announced its new high end desktop plat- platform, HEDT, their 16 core 32, thre- 32 thread Thread Ripper, a couple of weeks ago. Now at Com- Computex in Taipei, it's Intel's turn to update its HEDT platform and it is one upping AMD in the process. The Intel platform consisting of the new X299 chipset and new X series processors will go all the way up to 18 cores and 36 threads. The HEDT segment is aimed at gamers, video streamers and content creators with deep pockets or an insatiable desire, more concurrent with more concurrent threads the mainstream processor segment has to offer the value pr- proposition for this segment is always a little skewed with the chips being as much prestige as much prestige parts as anything else. Straightforward gaming workloads may, may struggle to make full use of the chip's resources, but serious Twitch streamers, for example, can make good use of the extra cores. Software developers are another group that can make good use of, of all those cores. The Skylake X, t- X the Skylake X chips will also expand Intel's numbering system. Intel is adding a new i9 branding that slots in above the i7 branding for the high-end processors. Don't worry, there will be some entry-level X chips as well, starting with Intel's i5 line of processors. The The 7640X boasts four cores and is under $250. The eight-core, 16-thread Intel chip costs $599, whereas AMD's corresponding part part is $499. The Intel chip does have twice as many memory channels, so it's not exactly like-for-like, but we'd expect that you'd be paying at least a little more for an intel processor and an intel motherboard than a roughly similar amd system thanks for watching the category 5.tv newsroom don't forget to like and subscribe for all your tech news with a slight linux bias and for more free content be sure to check out our website from the category 5.tv newsroom I'm Sasha Dermatis.
0: Thanks, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and it's episode number 506. And you'll find our website, category5.tv. Great place to find other content that we offer you and uh, all the past 506 hours of tech-centered video with a slight Linux bias. Make sure you check us out. All right, we've got a couple of messages from viewers. Uh, Jeff, do you want to take the first one for us? Sure. So it's from Old Salt. Hey, Old Salt. And
2: OldSalt asks, hey, Robbie, do you have an antivirus program on your Linux machines? If so, why? And if not, why? I know it's unlikely to get a virus on Linux, but it's not impossible. Is this something Linux users should consider? I do have antivirus on mine just in case. I think it's better to be safe than sorry.
0: Yeah, certainly on my servers, um, I do. Um, And I just use... On on my servers, I do tend to use... um, Oh, why does the name escape me? It's like the the main antivirus that's available in the in the repositories. Goodness, it's gonna <laughs> haunt me, old salt. <laughs> Linux anti not a vast. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Um, Free
1: McAfee. Somebody,
0: do, I, I Somebody, like, tell the chat room. I feel like we on, put you on a, the what node? Is it node? Kind of did. No, it's Claim, not. Node.
1: Clam, clam node Av. Something else.
0: Clam, clam? clam Av. Yeah. That's Clam AV? One. Thank you. Who said um, that? I
1: think, I think it's That was good Guy 98
0: good Guy 98 Well done,
2: sir. I feel like uh, this question should not have caught you off guard because we wrote it down. It's in the show notes. No, no. I just
0: copy and paste and print. That's all I do. Um, so, yeah, Clam AV is what I put on my servers, but that is really just because I am, I don't know if cheap is the word. I'm more like... Um, frugal? Frugal. Budget-minded. I'll tell you what. Here's the thing, old salt. If if on on my computer, so my desktop computer, which is Linux, I do have um, the ESET product. There's a couple reasons for that. So th- we've got to kind of backtrack a little bit with the whole antivirus argument, because five years ago or beyond that, the whole story behind antivirus on Linux, and this is why I still just use IV and stuff on my server, because that's It's headless and I don't ever, you know, I'm not sitting in front of it using things. Um, Antivirus takes care of viruses. So Mm -hmm. on Linux, this has been the argument forever, Linux is not susceptible to traditional viruses because Mm -hmm. you're not running as the root user um, in a normal environment. If you Mm -hmm. are, then you're doing it wrong. Uh, So because of that, to have antivirus is really a protection for your Windows using friends and your Windows computers on your network right. and things like that. It's a true story. These days though, Old Salt, the the fact is is that the whole architecture of f- online threats has changed. So viruses are not the problem. In my eyes, on Linux, so yeah, you can put antivirus on it. That's not the problem. Uh, where um, there are there are some great products out there. I, I use ESET probably because I'm familiar with it, mm-hmm. and it is very very good. That's what um, I use. Because I sell it, and so you know, and I say that kind of as a disclaimer because they're you know they're not a sponsor on the show, and and um, and I'm not you know I'm not impartial to it. It's just that's what I use. It mm-hmm. works really well, and so to explain that. Um, it is not just antivirus. And I think we touched on this on the show before, um, and especially in our interview um, a couple weeks back. The, the thing that we need to consider is we need to protect ourselves against other threats. Ransomware, exploits, software exploits, or things like when um, a rootkit was uh, possible in Linux because there was an exploit in uh, NTFS 3G, like in the file system for Fuse. And so people who had a Windows hard drive in their computer were susceptible to a rootkit. And these kinds of things, are those are software exploits. They're not viruses. Um, Things like phishing scams, because users are dumb, and we click on things, and we see a link, and we think it's legit, and we click on it, and we give our password or something else. Hold on. You else. mean you're not
2: over in England with a broken foot and you need help to get back home? I'm
0: not.
1: I, I actually... Well, I, do, I
0: will take your money, though. Uh, can,
1: I, no. can I just break this to tell you a, a small thing I did today?
0: Okay. We're going to digress here, old salt.
1: Okay. I, di- I did this, but I didn't do this.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So I didn't go all the way. Okay.
1: I, I stopped before I went too far. I went a little far, though. So... S- I want
0: wait for it.
1: Sarah at work says to me I got this uh, $75 coupon for Shoppers Drug Mart. Nice. I'll forward it to you. So she forwards it to me in facebook messenger yeah and i opened it and it said we just want to ask you a couple of questions the short survey and then you get your coupon and then it says okay now you click here to share it and then you'll get your coupon and then when i went to go click to share it said you need to log into facebook well i was in facebook already the pyramid scheme
0: of coupons Nice call. You were already in Facebook. Why is it asking me for my password?
1: Exactly. So then I just closed it and thought, oh, I hope I didn't already get in trouble, but I didn't do any... So
0: did you warn Sarah that she needs to change her password? Yes. Thank you.
1: I said, Sarah, I think you and all of your loved ones are at risk.
0: And the problem with something like a Facebook exploit, that's completely unrelated to Linux. No, I know, but... The problem with that kind of exploit is that when something is able to compromise your Facebook profile, it's able to then spread to... Everyone on your friends list.
1: Right. The point to that was how stupid people can be, and it's just the fact that I was—you e- get easily swayed by things.
0: Sorry, Sarah.
1: No. <laughs> me, me, I got oh, yes, yes, yes. all over oh, yeah. me. I just okay, got, okay. I just
2: filled that out. What she never saying, tried Sasha? to. Re- she
1: never tried to redeem the coupon. She okay, just forwarded okay. it to me. I was trying to redeem it. <laughs> yeah. It was me. It was stupid. Absolutely.
0: But. It's so true, and I'm sure I'm guilty of it as well. Mm -hmm. I click on ads like crazy because I see deals and I want them. Right, That's just me. Um, So, that's the thing, Old Salt. We have to think about protecting ourselves, not against viruses necessarily on our Linux machine. That's a perk of a good security suite like the ESET offering, Uh, I think it's called, File Security for Linux. Something like that. Um, But, That's not the main focus of why we have it. That's not why I have it installed on my desktop computer. Um, It's because it protects against things like phishing scams. It protects against rootkits and exploits in other software. Other software. That's the key thing. If I open a PDF file which has an exploit that works its way into uh, a Linux version of the PDF reader, then it will protect me against that. Mm -hmm. That's the whole idea behind a, a security suite. So, no, it's not necessarily about antivirus, really, on Linux. It's about the other things that you're protected against. Um, and it does help your Windows users. It'll stop things like, you know, if I get an email that looks legit, if I get that coupon, yeah. it will stop it so that I don't then forward it on to my friends. Right. It will actually stop it by scanning my email as it's flowing in. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah. So there, there are other protections there that are, that are good. So, very good.
1: Thanks for the question. Can I take the next one?
0: Please, yeah.
1: Awesome. This is from Sandrine Marquis, who has some food for thought for Jeff. Sandrine. Sandrine. All right. So, um, Jeff, why should we give a shovel to workers when we can use a spoon to create more jobs?
2: Okay, hold on. I think you need to give some background on what this question's about, Sasha. Robots. I
1: feel this is robots. Okay. I feel it's, this it's about is... RoboCop.
0: From last week. Robots are stealing our jobs, folks.
1: This is That's Jeff's ongoing hate for robots.
0: All right. So what's going on here, okay. Sash? Okay. Could you read it just like Sandrine?
1: I don't. I don't the know. The French accent is it at all. French, because it doesn't. I know I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could. I could try for a so moment now. Because it doesn't work like that. If we were listening to you, we should stop using printers and we should hire more secretaries to write everything by hand. Because printers are stealing jobs. Mm. If we were listening to you... I love how this is written. If we were listening to you, we should stop sending email and send snail mail instead. If we were listening to you, we, Hollywood, should stop producing movies. Sandrine is from Hollywood. So people would have to go to theaters because DVD, Blu-ray, and streaming services are stealing jobs. Mm. At some point, it is getting ridiculous. Can
0: I ju- yeah, Okay. Can I just say... Yes. I'm glad I'm not you because Sandrine sounds pissed.
2: <laughs> Actually, I think Sandrine... He's ...just poetic. thinks I'm being unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. And, and clearly uh, a supporter of technology and the advancement of technology, which to be clear... Good points, though. Absolutely. There are good points. I love the advancement of technology. I'm all for the advancement of technology and new things to use and try. And yes, there's going to be an element of changing the face of what we do with technology i mean we could have had character sketches of this show and mailed them out to everybody but we have technology that allows us to produce this video and think the-
0: like just think sandrine of all the jobs that we have disposed of by having a couple of dslr cameras one guy over there and three people over here in a little room that we rent right we don't, don't need yeah. a studio we don't need no.
2: totally get where you're coming from but my point was it's it's robots that i struggle with it's not robotics Don't it's not struggle technology with robots
0: jeff they will always win <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's it's the idea of like we as a human race we haven't proven that we're responsible enough it's to true. use technology in a way to to properly use it going forward there's always somebody out there going hey how can we screw around with technology Now we want to take jobs like police and hand them to a robot. Robots can be hacked. I realize that Mm -hmm. police can be, you know, bribed and all Like There's things that happen. But the point is, when it comes to robots replacing human jobs, I don't think as as a human race we're there yet from the trust factor. And that's where I'm coming from where I don't see it. Is
0: Sandrine's point, though, like thinking about the nanobots and, you know floating through the Jeffrey's tube. They're tools. Right.
1: Yeah. they're Now,
0: our bots are not sentient. And our bots are not... They don't have minds of their own. That's right. not where we're at technologically. Are they just tools? So, like the printer replacing the jobs of a secretary or the car replacing the jobs of the wheelmaker. Can
1: we just say enhancing the jobs? Because I feel like nobody loses their job completely. No,
2: there are jobs that are lost as a result of technology. But then... By making the technology, there's new jobs that come as yeah, a result d- of it. Different yeah. jobs. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's so
0: changing. now, and we had this example, and Sandrine, I'm going to promote to go back over our episodes about 3D printing, because we yes. had this discussion. Yeah. 3D printing will, cha- will rock the world, was the name of the episode. you remember Such that? Such a good interview. And we talked about how, okay, so we've got, we've got horse-drawn carriages. And when the automoto- automobile came out, now... All of these horse-drawn carriage people, manufacturers and service people and, you know, blacksmiths and all of the trades that are associated with these horse-drawn carriages, the people who rear the horses and take care of them, um, those jobs are no longer needed. So were those jobs lost or now are we manufacturing cars? Are we manufacturing the automobile? are we you know mining resources to create gasoline and and these kinds of things mm-hmm. so is it a transition versus a rep- uh, a cancellation so right. but along the, that vein is a robot police officer replacing police officers or transitioning them to a different role in this case it's possibly if, a less dangerous one w- well i'm not going to get shot if i'm in the field when a robot has taken my place
2: right but if you remember this story this robot is nothing more than a um service bot so to speak like there's right now yeah there's a screen on it's directing people like i say they're not
0: sentient they're not yeah it was it's very minimal yeah.
2: impact but it's the idea that you know we could have that interaction like yeah i, I teach my kids Hey, you know what? If you see a police officer, there's somebody that generally you can trust. Mm-hmm. I realize That's that true. there's some people sure. who like to pull scams yes. out there, but generally, if you see a police officer,
0: yeah, if something's wrong, yeah. if you if you can't find mommy and daddy, and you see a police officer, go talk to them.
2: Right. Yeah. But, absolutely. But if I go up to a, a robot police officer, I don't know has the thing been hacked? Is it going right. to give me proper information? I don't like. I struggle with the idea of, in particular, replacing police. With robots, even if it's just adding a value-added service, there's a lot of things that come with it that I'm going. I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. I, I don't think, as a human race, we've shown enough trust with the technology to make this worthwhile.
1: hmm I understand and appreciate your your fears and judgments on yeah, this. Yeah, I'm not. Just, I get it. I get it. I'm not just. I'm just know, more optimistic. out there like, think, oh, but
2: bad tech. That's not the yeah, point. It's no, exactly. Something like this with the police. I, I yeah. don't think we're there.
1: Right. It's just like, okay,
2: self-driving cars, love the idea of it. I don't think I'm interested in having a fully autonomous Uber fleet next year of self-driving cars. Mm. I don't think we've gotten far enough. Not ready. That's right. We're not Mm. ready for it. There's there's still bugs that need to be worked out. When that happens, great, sure, because then there's another element of transitioning work that we could deal with, but we're not there yet, and that's where I'm coming from. But
1: this police bot, this particular one, is not meant to enforce the law. It's meant to enhance the police force by taking on more of the humdrum situations where where it's like bylaw infractions, right? But that's
2: still enforcing the law. And and part of my comment last week was bringing up the legalities of it does a robot have the legal authority
0: we're very centered on the police bot right now but
2: that's where this comment came from
0: but it could also it could be, be from the robot that makes lasagna
1: i flip and love that you mean that.
0: sasha's grandma
1: yeah
2: robot grandma absolutely there was and also but it makes there was also the robot in in the, in the hospitals Oh so Pepper. I think Pepper. Pepper I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sure, but you were concerned
1: <laughs> I deeply that love all of That these
2: stories.
0: robot making a lasagna was going to replace Sasha's grandma chefs and but, Sasha's grandma.
2: But he, no, it's what not it's yeah, it's just it's, it's not the same. Thank I would you, I like I'm sorry, you cannot take Gordon Ramsay and replace him with a robot. You, it doesn't have the palate. It might have the tech. Doesn't have the language. Well, that's that too. But so that's where I'm coming from with with the robotics with the robot end, not robotics,
0: the robot end. Okay.
2: Because it has to do with the back end programming and the use. I just I don't think It's we're
0: it's quite a, there. I think there's two very distinct sides to the argument. Sure, absolutely. I would encourage you please comment below. Let us know your thoughts. Is Jeff right? Is Sandrine right? Is there some kind of happy uh, medium in between? Is is this I think just think we're both right. Maybe it's just you know, am I uh, my comment that it's just a tool it's just something to assist us humans so that i'm not doing backbreaking work when a robot can be doing that for me right. i can be i can be mingling with my guests while the robot makes the dinner
1: exactly yes. i love the robot kitchen please please give me one at <laughs> <I won't>. home <laughs> uh
0: we've got one here from red effusion music and by the way sandrine thank you very much for the message uh, Rediffusion Music responded to our episode about WannaCry. Right. And says, What's pretty scary about most of the ATMs in Scotland, anyway, is that they run anything from Windows 95. Yes, really, Windows 95. What? To Windows 98. And XP embedded. What? I've yeah. personally witnessed, this is Rediffusion Music, I've personally witnessed quite a few of them lock up whilst cashing out. The local new ATM near me uses a Unix-based system, and it is the easiest and fastest machine to use ever.
1: See, this is good. Ever.
0: <sighs> that sounds like a good machine. And I remember pulling up to the Royal Bank drive through bank machine, and it was a Windows 98 blue screen of death. This oh. was, admittedly, several years ago. And our ATMs here in Canada uh, have seemingly been upgraded. They've mm-hmm. done away with envelopes and stuff. So now you pop in your check, and it's some kind of proprietary system. It's probably Windows-driven, uh, embedded OS or something like that. But yeah. you never see it. You don't ever, I've never seen mm-hmm. a BSOD on but one Windows of those systems. Windows
2: 95.
0: Windows 95, that's nuts.
2: That's really old.
0: That Bonkers. is dangerous. Hmm, are ATMs interconnected? <laughs> Mm, is Windows ninety five susceptible to malware? Buh. Wow! Wowzers! Scary stuff, dude! Yikes! I would suggest keeping your cash in a basket under your bed. Yeah. Safer. <laughs> this has been the show, folks. Can you believe time Good is life. is just flying by? Wow. But thank you so much for being here. Thanks to Henry for off in yes. camera and directing us tonight. That was a bit of an experiment, eh? did that feel kind of neat? We've got a pretty neat setup, and uh, we've got like picture-in-picture picture for Henry so that he can see the different cameras, and, and then I've got foot switches so that I can swap back and forth between different camera shots without having to reach out and distract Sasha <laughs> all the time as I'm going like this. Squirrel? You know what's that, funny? No. I
2: noticed the uh, subconscious muscle memory, though. About three was quarters? I
0: reaching out? You touched the well, screen three-quarters of the show. I had to touch the screen. I have to touch the screen for the computer shot. Okay, fair enough. If I want to bring up the laptop, I have to touch the screen. Okay, that's what it was then. I was like, I only have use the foot pedals, man. I only only have three foot pedals. So I've got, I've got the main shot, I've got Sasha's shot, and Sasha's news shot. What? No, Jeff shot. Those are my three pedals. No, he's got this Jeff shot. He can zoom in on you. Did
1: you want to do the
0: prize bin? Well, we can absolutely. Um, Henry, our director tonight, wants us to raise um, the point that we have an amazing prize treasure chest that is ready to rock so we've got all kinds of awesome prizes that we're going to be giving away and it's a treasure chest we have uh, a really cool promotion for you i can't really go into all the details of how it's going to work but what you need to do is send us an email contest at category5.tv let us know what you love about category 5 technology tv how long you've been watching what is good about it what you uh, what keeps you coming back those kinds of things and that's your ballot to participate in this contest so what do we have we've got uh, a plug Power energy meter, which allows you to monitor the usage of any of your 120 volt um, devices. Mm-hmm. So you plug your fridge into it, and it will tell you. In one day, it will tell you the uh, the usage overall in it, like per day. Cool. And it doesn't only do that; it breaks it down by cost. How much is this actually costing you, based on kilowatt hour? Right. Helps us to cut down on our expenses by knowing what devices are.
1: That's true. Like the phantom our power. Yes.
0: Uh, what else have we got? We've got uh, some collectibles from Category 5. That's here. right. We have We've the
1: photo booth and gi- photo Amazon. Photo book. Oh, photo book close. and f- photo booth. We have a whole photo booth. <laughs> and Amazon gift cards. Definitely. Yes. Which is- so,
0: I mean, hey, if if you're in a 240 zone, you may not pick the 120 uh, uh, measuring thing, but you can pick an Amazon gift card and get yourself something nice. See, I'm right.
2: excited about the Stick Spots green Stick Spots. The yeah, kid, the kids that's love it. Man. Cool. Every time we go to the store now... Uh and my kids see them, they're like, oh, that's the thing that was on Category 5. Right. I so want it. Yeah. And I'm like, it's Very not your cool. birthday. Be quiet.
0: We've got everything from micro drones to, um, to Chipolos, which are a, a, Love tracker, the Chipolo. a tracker device. So yeah. if you lose your wallet a lot, just stick one in your wallet. It's the size of a coin. And then if you lose your wallet, you just bring it up on your, your phone. And uh, you don't bring your wallet up on your phone. You bring the <laughs> app up on your phone. And it will show you on a map where your device right. is, where your wallet is. And if you lose your phone, you can shake your wallet or give it a squish, and it'll actually uh, ring your, your uh, phone as well. It's very cool. cool. So there are all these kinds of things. So how does it work? You send in your ballot, contest at category5.tv. If you win, you're going to be able to open that treasure chest and pick which prize you want. That's how it works. So definitely uh, going to be a lot of fun. We've got some great things there for you. Nice.
1: I do want to say that the chat room says, thank you, Henry. Yeah, no, I'm in the chat room right okay. now. Cheers,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh let us know what you think because we're always looking to improve the show. Uh, this as I said was a bit of an experiment with uh with having Henry behind camera because we had uh Jeff is here tonight and so um good opportunity for us to to play around with uh, with people all around. Sasha made the suggestion, "Hey, maybe we do a rotation where Sasha's on camera one week oh, and, would that be and fun? Robbie's on camera the next." Huh? Eh? Huh? Eh? So unfortunately
2: you'll have to wait till the summer cuz I'm
0: Oh. not available oh so this is it this is the one episode where we can get extreme close ups on Robbie's forehead it's yep. f- that's it
1: super funny so you're not here again until I
0: will not be here for the
2: month of June Whoa. so you were here busy. for
1: just the two episodes just
2: the two weeks the
1: two Luke's em- episodes
2: I was here for both of Luke's dump and Perfect. and Luke's dump too then I'm Luke's dumps it's plural Luke's so dumps, Luke's dumps. I was, Luke's yes dumps. I was here for Luke's dumps <laughs> and uh, I will I will be gone for the month of June okay. no, oh. no, not by choice Rights, right, of course. Yeah, well, we'll miss you,
0: man. All right, folks. Well, thank you very, very much. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again next week. We're actually going to be looking at that device that is going to show us how, uh, how much electricity we are u- using with our Exciting. our stuff in our house. So make sure you check us out next week at Category5.tv. So we'll right. see you then. Bye. Good
1: night. Bye.